What would be the greatest prayer anyone could pray for you? And who in your wildest dreams would be the person you'd most want to have pray for you? What would you want them to pray? And perhaps that gets to the question of what prayer lies deepest in your heart. What is it that you want the most from God? So let's take a moment and really think about it. What is the greatest prayer anyone could pray for you, and who would you have praying it? And let's take a moment and imagine that actually happening. Now, when I imagine that moment, I sometimes have a bit of a sense of uncomfortableness in being prayed for. Uncomfortable sometimes having hands laid on me because it is often easier to pray for someone else, to pray for a loved one, for the world, for out there, or even for myself, than it is to receive a prayer from someone else. And I imagine that moment, when I imagine that moment, of somebody praying the greatest prayer I can imagine for me, and I pair that up with today's gospel reading, I realize that I rarely think big enough. Because how many of us imagine Jesus as the one praying with us and for us? Jesus going deep into the heart of what we need. Until I first read this gospel, the biggest my mind could go to was to people whose prayers for me have been profoundly meaningful, powerful, forgiving, healing, and sometimes empowering. My spiritual directors, my mentors, people I've admired for their connectedness with God, And these have been phenomenal prayers and phenomenal prayers, what we call intercessors. But before reading this gospel, I don't know that I ever imagined Jesus actually praying for me. And today's reading in John's gospel says and reveals that Jesus prays for us. He's praying a prayer that is perhaps the greatest prayer of all, praying for our union with him and with God. He prays for us to have a union that is as profoundly intimate as his union with God. Scripture says, As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us. Now think about it. Oneness of Jesus and God is a oneness Jesus wants us to have and wants to have with us. As it says, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one. Oneness with God. And what we're talking about here is an intimacy that's unparalleled in any other religion. 
Now this prayer in John's Gospel is the culmination, the very end of his farewell discourse to his disciples the night before his crucifixion. It's called the High Priestly Prayer. And John's Gospel devotes four chapters, chapter 14 to 17, which I would recommend highly, as his grand finale. The grand finale to Jesus' earthly ministry. A grand finale that is perhaps some of the richest chapters in Scripture to get immersed in the awesome majesty and mystery and power of who Jesus is for us and for the world. So what we read this morning was the very last bit of the very last chapter of that quartet, the end of chapter 17. And here's the scene. Jesus has had a meal with the disciples. He's with 11 of them. Judas has already gone off. Jesus knows he is to die. And he shares all of who he is, his last teaching. And it ends with this awesome prayer that we just heard. And I find it interesting he's not up on a mountaintop praying, which we hear about him doing in the Gospels over and over again. And he's not praying in the privacy and dark of night in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's praying there for the disciples, with the disciples, right there. They're hearing this prayer for oneness. And here's the thing, it's not just a prayer for the disciples. The first line of today's reading is, I ask not only on behalf of these, these disciples, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. So this is also a prayer for us. Us, those who have come to believe, those who are coming to believe, those of us seeking a relationship with God, thanks to the word that the disciples have passed on to us over the ages. The word embodied in scripture, the word embodied in Christ. So Jesus' prayer that we heard this morning jumps right beyond the disciples through time to us, to all who will believe, to us in the here and now. So it's kind of like Jesus could be sitting right next to you in your pew, praying for you, with you, or for me, standing right here. That'd be nice. And he prays, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us. This little passage is only five sentences long, but five times over, Jesus uses the word love as a descriptor of the divine relationship. Love is what this union is all about. Our union with God fills us with love, strengthens us to love, and to love just like God loves. The mystic Julian of Norwich wrote of God's love this way, I am the one who makes you love. I am the one who makes you to long. I am the one, the endless fulfilling of all desires, all true desires. So this mystical union has a massive purpose that we become one 
with one another, united with one another and with God in love. And Jesus is praying that the love God has within this mystery of the Trinity, the Father, Mother God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is to empower us to love one another. And Jesus is pointing at the reciprocal love, that we live into the reciprocal self-giving love that he shared during his life, death, and will share in his resurrection. And it's not a love that's merely for our own private benefit. It's not for our own true desires, but a love in Julian Norwich's words, it's about the endless fulfilling of all desires. Our desires and the desires of the world to be conformed to the desires of God. So Jesus is sitting beside us, praying for intimacy with him, with God, with this divine love. So this divine love can animate us to love one another as we are, in the same way Jesus loved us and loves us as we are. And as we are includes the crosses we bear and the crosses others bear. And the purpose of this union of God in us and us in God is for us to be Christ's arms and legs and hearts in the world. Jesus is with us in our joys and sufferings in our own lives and in the world. And we're to called to encounter this suffering head on with love. Just as Jesus loved us all the way through suffering and death on the cross. And just as Jesus reached out in love to the oppressed and marginalized, and just as Jesus proclaimed love before unjust powers, so too are we to love without fear, with God in us and us in God. So let's embrace this greatest prayer of all, of union with God. We get to embrace it every week when we come up for communion. Come union. We take in the bread, we take in the wine, we take in Jesus' body and blood. So we, may we step into this union, into this embrace. May we step into being beacons of that love for one another, even when it takes us to the front lines of suffering, and especially when it takes us to the front line of suffering among us and among others in our world. So yes, Jesus prays to God that they, we, may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. And that's sent to love, sent to reconcile and unite all with God's love. Amen.